News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. The government has approved plans for a €400 Euro monthly payment to be made to households who are accommodating refugees from the Ukraine. But a County Clare TD is asking, why are we funneling these refugees through Irish beauty spots? And Fianna Fáil TD Cahill Crow joins me now on the line. Good morning to you. Um, what exactly are you saying? Are you saying that, that some areas of the country are disproportionately taking their share of refugees? No, no, that isn't what I was saying. And... Uh, so I'm from County Clare, the county that so far has warmly welcomed in the most number of Ukrainians in the, entire, in the entire country. We would take them all in if we could. The point I was making yesterday at the Oireachtas Committee on Children, Equality and Disability is that we need to make sure that when we're bringing them to community, that that community can meet their needs. So the point I was making is that um, the Department of Education, for example, Kira, they have started mapping. Uh, the capacity of schools throughout Clare and throughout Ireland. So they make sure that if you're bringing Ukrainian refugees to a community where they, where they are 100% welcome and they will be warmly received, they are making sure that there is educational capacity to meet their needs. But I made the point to Minister uh, Rajko Gorman yesterday that IPAS, the government agency that are tasked with accommodating refugees, they seem to take one box and one box only, roof over your head. Now, if you're fleeing a war, you need a lot more than a roof over your head. Of course, you need that. But you need to make sure that the community receiving refugees has capacity in terms of public health care, transport, education. And that isn't always the case. I've been all over. I I, I can understand that that isn't always the case, Carl. But I doubt, considering we've taken about 30,000 refugees in a very, very short space of time, that anywhere has the capacity. We have a housing crisis. We have an enormous amount of of people who are already living in the country uh, on waiting lists for housing, for health, for education, for all sorts of things. So so it's a bit disingenuous to say there needs to be capacity first because there's capacity nowhere. Is this not a a sort of a needs-must situation because this has been, I suppose, foisted on us as an emergency because of a war situation. No, I, I, yes, Minister Gorman said that yesterday. He's absolutely right. You know, we're in a crisis situation and we want to receive them. We want to mind them, wrap the arms of the nation around them yeah. and protect them. All of that. But the point I was making is that some departments have planned better than others. Department of Education know where the school availability and they know where there isn't. So they will match refugees appropriately to communities that can meet their needs. Now, I'm in Clare. There isn't public transport going every highway and byway. There simply isn't. And let's not pretend there is. But what I've seen in places like Liston Varna is kind of alarming. Uh, day and night, there, there there was a population there around 300. It's now gone up to over 1,300. So there is very little capacity in that community to, you know, they're able to care and they're doing a good job. But there comes a point where you exceed what a community has actually a capacity to provide for. And now, day and night, there's people walking roads with high-vis jackets. Um, they have no public transport. They're contacting my office saying, can we, you know, we're hugely grateful for being accommodated here. Is there any possibility for employment or for education or for transport, or et cetera, that other locations can be looked at? I'm and sorry, I I'm a small bit confused, Cahal. Why are they walking the roads at night in high-vis jackets? Day and night, I was saying, and and the the reason being that there isn't public transport. They're in one of our beauty spots in Clare, and I made this point to Minister Garment because I pass the accommodation strategy seems to be well. There's a load of hotels in uh, seasonal tourism towns. Let's accommodate them there. Great, you tick the accommodation box, uh, you give them safe refuge, but you're not meeting the other needs. And I was made the point to Minister Garman in the month of May, the weather's beautiful. Uh, I was talked to someone last night uh, in Malin Head who contacted me after I spoke at committee. Again, it's working perfect in the month of May, but very quickly it will be exposed that 
communities in the far west of Ireland, the far north and the far south, peripheral to, to all of these services we're talking about, it will be exposed in time that their needs aren't truly being met. Uh, there's a refugee centre closer to my own home, the Radisson Hotel um, in Cratlow. They have a bus service outside the door. There's centres of employment nearby. I would say that's probably the best example. Um, we've other places that would, I, I don't want to say worse example, but they're all trying their best. Communities, I, volunteers I, I, are being I incredible. take what you're saying and, and I absolutely accept this is not an ideal situation, but I'm really not sure what alternatives there are. And you're saying, well, if, if the only criteria is a roof over the head, well, surely the roof over the head is the primary criteria. And if you get a roof over somebody's head, then afterwards services could be put in, extra teachers could be brought into local schools or, or, or the like to accommodate. But if you, do, it's all very well the Department of Education, as you say, mapping where there might be a bit of capacity in classrooms. But if there's capacity in a classroom in, in Lusk, for example, but there's no accommodation, that's, you know, it's much easier to, to find, I, I suppose, uh, move services towards where people are staying than the other way around. Yeah, look, there's always, a politician's always trying to leverage something else in the room. And I've been making the point to Minister O'Gorman that there are, look, this doesn't get fixed, as you said, that easily. But I've made the point that there are some things that he could action on. One of them being, I know in Clare at the moment, we have, for example, we have a Ukrainian obstetrician. We have two Ukrainian GPs. We have three dental nurses. And I was saying to him, why don't we give them, um, we have the GP capacity here, why don't we give them a contract so that... Uh, that they're able to cater and care for. But that uh, sounds like that sounds ideal, Carl. But it also sounds like you're making an argument against your, your initial position, which is that the people will move into the area and within their own communities, within the, that Ukrainian community, there may be people there who are able to help with education, help with healthcare provision, those types of things. That we have to be a little flexible, surely. But certainly, where there's teachers concerned, they've been rightly taken up by local schools, and that that has worked very well. Education, I think, has been. I, I come from a teaching background. Education has made the best. Um, it has shown itself to be the most flexible regime of all. Schools have been incredibly adaptable to this. It's worked. The point is made to Minister O'Gorman is there, he hasn't. I think his officials haven't enough oversight as to the holistic nature of this. Schools are working, but some of the officials from IPAS, the agency uh, who are coordinating this, they don't talk to TDs. They don't come down and meet in these centres. So they have very little, I suppose, knowledge of what's going on the ground. There needs to be far more oversight. We, we're doing an awful lot of the right things. I think it's wonderful that we've been able to receive so many and look after them. Um, but there are lessons to be learned. Right. There, there's still such a, an inflow every day. And I think some of the lessons from the West of Ireland need to be learned quickly okay. before we're replicated look, throughout the country. We'll leave it there. Thank you very much for speaking to us this morning. That is Fianna Fáil TD, Cahill Crow. Let us know, have you got a Ukrainian community in your own area? Have you noticed an influx of refugees? And how how is that kind of assimilation occurring? I know certainly in, in my local town, there's a couple of hundred Ukrainians now, including some in my own kids' local schools. It appears to be working very well. Uh, let us know though, your own experience. 53106 at a cost of 30. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.